0: so what's up
1: (laughs) okay here for another podcast the
0: podcast reddit edition Mm -hmm. yes i'm excited for this one
1: frequently asked questions
0: yes something like that all right so the first one is deposition advice Mm -hmm. can anyone prepare me to sit for a deposition i was injured in a car wreck that was not my fault but the defendant does not want to pay for any medical we have been fighting for over a year to settle now i have to be deposed and i'm nervous what is it
1: like okay so that is a good question it um i think first the most important thing to remember is that a deposition is a discovery device so you're not in a courtroom okay it's not really a court proceeding there's no judge it's so is it go- a
0: conference room
1: yeah it could be a conference room um the last one I did was even in a conference room in a, a local library. Okay. Um, so it was it was myself, the other attorney, the client that was being deposed, and a stenographer, Okay. Um, all around a table in a library. It's about gathering information. Um, so it's a question and answer session about what happened in the accident.
0: So question, sure. can they ask you things that do not pertain to the accident?
1: Well, they can ask you I guess, personal background information. Make sure you are the person that you say you are. Right. Um, but it's it should be on point for the subject matter. You know, when you're being deposed, you have your attorney with you. Mm-hmm. And they'll sit next to you. And if things get out of line, they'll object. Um, Does that ever normal. happen?
0: Do adjusters ever ask, like, well, okay, so records are ordered, like medical records. Mm-hmm. Pretty much a lot of them. Yeah. And things will come up that maybe don't pertain to the accident, like
1: uh, therapy sessions, therapy
0: sessions, like other diseases, things like that that don't pertain to the accident. And they start to question: Are they are they allowed to do that?
1: Um, They they shouldn't be unless it pertains. You know, they might end up asking something. If you don't feel like it's a big deal, you might allow your client to answer, but you would put your objection on the record. Okay Because that can determine later whether or not that information can be used at trial. Mm-hmm. right? Remember that's not necessarily a court proceeding at that point, it is simply a discovery tool to gather information.:
0: Okay, yeah, and because- I think
1: too just quickly, um, it would also be another attorney. It wouldn't be a claims adjuster. so it wouldn't be somebody from the insurance company asking you questions. Okay. The insurance company would hire an attorney in this example, and they would ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really isn't, you know, the person writing that, it really isn't something for them to worry about. They should just be honest. They'll have their attorney there if things, you mm-hmm. know, Get go off of the hand. rails. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they start
0: asking you about the time you had pneumonia in first grade.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, they can object and, uh, okay. and it'll be fine. So I think in terms of advice about preparing for it, mm-hmm. um, I think the biggest thing is, Answering the questions that are asked. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when people are nervous, especially, they have a tendency to just keep talking and keep providing information. Okay. Um, so, for example, you know, if the attorney asked you if it's raining outside, you can say yes. You know,
0: like, was it raining? Yes.
1: But you don't want to say no, it's not raining, but it rained yesterday, and mm-hmm. you know, the forecast, it's gonna rain tomorrow, and it's a little damp from yesterday. You know, okay. People tend to keep going, and attorneys love to ask questions. They're trained to ask questions. So if you give them a reason to keep following up over and over again, they'll take that opportunity.
0: So answer the question directly, do not right. elaborate
1: right answer make sure you're answering the question and answering it honestly mm-hmm. but just answer the question that they're asking and okay. don't guess if you don't know or if you don't remember mm-hmm. that's what you say um, I think that's probably the best advice in terms of um, being ready to go in there
0: when do you think like trying to keep your cool might be something as well because yeah. attorneys can get kind of aggressive.
1: Yeah, they can, <laughs> so. they can tend to poke. Yes. You know, you have to remember that they have a job to do and they're just doing their job and they're trained a certain way. Right. You know, to keep answering questions. Sometimes you feel like they're answering the same one mm-hmm. in just a different way. You know, I think, again, it goes back to, um, you know, just answering the questions that are asked. You know, you, it can take as long as it needs to. And the same goes for getting worked up. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you get worked up and argue back, you know, the there's more no there's no winning there. Right. You know, they're gonna ask the questions they want to ask. Right. Um, so I think you just keep your cool, you be honest, answer the questions that are asked, and um, it would go well. Cool. All
0: right, the next one. These one, these next two are my favorite because okay. I think they're funny. Okay. All right. So lawyers of Reddit, what are your strategies to defending a false confession? So, false confessions happen in a lot of cases, but how do you defend a person who was given a false confession? It can be at home, the police station, or the jailhouse. How do you defend these kinds of cases?
1: Well, I think first of all, this is interesting. (laughs) I have to say, I think false confessions are rare. Okay. I think that... Less than what this person thinks. Yes, (laughs) yes, I do. I think, you know, in today's climate, I think that Stuff that's put out there by the media, you know, makes it seem like it's more common than it is, Mm -hmm. you know, like popular shows like Making a Murderer and, you know, other things you see on TV, like on Netflix and HBO would probably lead you to believe more that this happens probably more than it does. Okay. Um, But obviously that's not to say that it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it's important to note that there are obviously rules depending on what state you're in and some rules that apply to every state. About what an officer can do for an interrogation, right? I know on our previous podcast, we talked about Miranda rights. Yeah. All right. There are rules about interrogation, not using force or the threat of force. Um, you know, how long you can keep somebody in an interrogation room, right? You can't leave them in there for 48 hours without food or water and then mm-hmm. go in and ask them, you know, like, to yeah. confess. Um, <laughs> and every per- in terms of, you know, um, what did they ask, um, how you defend the cases. Mm -hmm. So every person's entitled to a Huntley hearing in New York. And that is a hearing before a judge where the prosecution is required to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the, um, the confession was lawful and voluntary. Okay. So that's an opportunity to challenge that, um, in court. And of course, if you ended up being convicted, you know, you can possibly have an appeal Based on that, um, I think that if you did have a situation where you were a defense lawyer and you were defending somebody and you felt as if they falsely confessed, mm-hmm. you know, I think that obviously challenging at the hearing. But then if the case were to go to trial, I think that, um, you know, maybe your client would testify, you know, that what they said wasn't wasn't accurate or they don't testify and the attorney just attacks the um Officer that did the interrogation to try to show that it was false. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think one way you can do that is looking for inconsistencies in the confession so for example um, You know if they admitted to something as part of their confession to the officer that just couldn't be true you know and you can show um, as the defense that it's not true, and you say, Well, you can't believe anything in that confession because the information that he was offering to the officer, um, some of it just couldn't have been true. So, why should you believe any of it's true?
0: So, the evidence is kind of going to show whether yeah. it yeah. supports that person's
1: confession or not, right? Yeah, I mean, but if they're confessing to something that only the person who did the crime could know, Mm -hmm. and it's corroborated by evidence, right, that could be bad for you. Right. Um, But it could also be helpful in the reverse. Right.
0: Also, as a defense attorney, can't you just, like, claim insanity?
1: You can claim insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess. But then it might not be a false confession, right? Mm -hmm. They might confess, but your argument is that you should be not guilty by reason of insanity, in which that he could, if convicted though, would end up spending time in um some type of like psych yes
0: psych facility. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I also feel like that's kinda hard to prove. Especially if the person doesn't have any record of mental illness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean it would really be a battle of experts at okay. that point. So I'm sure the prosecution would have their expert on one side to say this person is sane, and Mm -hmm. then they'd be evaluated by an expert, you know, paid by the defense, and they would say, no, this person is, in fact, crazy, and they couldn't appreciate the consequences of their actions. Mm -hmm. All right. So, is this your second favorite one? This is my
0: second favorite one, because I feel like this would be insanity. (laughs) 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 So, this person states, seeing as you can't be tried twice for the same crime, what would happen if you yelled, quote, You idiots. I was guilty the whole time, end quote, immediately after being declared innocent.
1: Okay. So I mean, this is a very dramatic example. It's a very
0: dramatic example. Mm -hmm. But the question is, is what if you do confess
1: to the crime
0: after you've been, you know, uh, claimed innocent?
1: (laughs) So we have double jeopardy, (laughs) right? You can't be tried for the same crime twice. (laughs) But... That applies to, you know, whatever um, agency or sovereign is prosecuting you, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, I guess for an example, like OJ Simpson, right? He's a, he was tried by, um, it was the state of California. Yeah, yeah, um, Brentwood. Yes. Um, <laughs> so the the state can't then if he went outside after and says, you know, haha. You know, I did it. They can't then retry them. Double Jeopardy attaches. Okay. But, you know, you can be sued civilly for money, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I'm sure that if you were admitting to it, that could be used against you. Um, Also, you know, there might be federal charges that could attach. um,
0: Okay. So that doesn't apply.
1: Right. Right. That might not apply to federal. Okay. Okay. you know, I think that a good example here locally was Charlie Tan. Mm-hmm. That was a big case in the news, um, Pittsburgh case. He the case was dismissed during the trial. Okay. Um, if yeah, he came lovely. out and said, you know, actually, I did it right, mm-hmm. he couldn't then be retried. Okay, but he was then prosecuted federally. Okay. based on the same. It was a gun charge, a federal gun charge, but Mm -hmm. it was really based on the same incident. And he is in prison for that. So he was prosecuted, again, by a different sovereignty after.
0: Okay. Um, It's kind of crazy, though, because he wasn't, like, he was being charged, what, it was murder, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And he didn't. It didn't stick, right? right? But then he has a gun charge, which would insinuate that he had a gun and shot somebody.
1: Correct, right. But it, was, it was almost a way Not murder? Right. <laughs> what? Because, you know, because there needs to be some kind of jurisdictional hook mm-hmm. for a certain area to prosecute you, mm-hmm. right? And there was a way, I'm not 100% familiar, but there was a way in which... They were able to find federal charges to prosecute him for the gun, mm-hmm. right? But not necessarily the murder. So
0: they could prove that he had a gun, possession of the gun, used the gun, but yeah. not
1: whatever the elements, like whatever it was. Whatever the elements of that for crime were. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he's being, it's the same incident, right? But you have federal charges and um, state charges. Yeah. And you can be acquitted on one and still prosecuted federally I so think it's
0: crazy you yeah. know
1: if this guy had you know some kind of you know charge that could have been prosecuted federally and he says that afterwards and it's an open court and recorded yeah. yeah i mean maybe they could they could do that or they can sue them mm. um you know like mm. oj made that book uh what if i did it or if i did it i think it was called oh my God. um I think he actually claimed he didn't write it. It was his manager or someone. But it was supposed to be a hypothetical about what would have happened if he did it.
0: So could that have just been his confession? Maybe. We'll Maybe. never know. We'll
1: never know. Um, but, you That's know, I mean, could insane. he... If, let's just pretend he really wrote a book mm-hmm. describing how he did it. Yeah, I mean, double jeopardy. And then flies. he couldn't get charged. Yeah, I mean, who knows if person. somebody could find some other charges based on it or, you know, if there's some right. kind of federal hook. But... Yeah, the state isn't going to just retry him for the same exact crime. I don't really
0: know how that's fair and just if someone then confesses or said, I actually did do it, and then they can't be held accountable after.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I, isn't that I,
0: odd? <laughs> I get it. It's the law, but I'm just saying, in my opinion, that's weird. So,
1: It seems unfair, but remember that in our justice system, you know, you have to prove somebody's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, mm-hmm. and that is that burden is on whatever agency is prosecuting the, you know, a state district attorney's office, the U.S. attorney's office. Um, you know, that's the system that we have, and if they're not able to do it, mm-hmm. even if the person is guilty, then that is what it is. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> but that is an interesting question.
0: Okay, so this one is interesting. The guy who wrote this, or girl, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. It's very dramatic. All these people today are very dramatic.
1: So. (laughs) These are some uh, crazy examples.
0: Yes. So leaving before cops arrive. So this hasn't happened to me personally. Okay. (laughs) So if for whatever reason, um, am I in the right legally? for example, a public store like Target, and a Karen does a Karen-like thing <laughs> to a point where the law enforcement is called, <laughs> whether by her or the store, am I allowed to just leave, or am I obligated to stay and tell them what was going on? Um, so I think this person is basically asking, do I have to stay once the cops have been called if you're not a part of whatever the situation yeah, is? No. Like, you're just kind of observing it.
1: Right. No, you don't. Right. I don't, there are is no, that,
0: that's not like leaving the scene of a crime. Well, it's different, right? Like, we're talking about, like, disputes right. versus, right. like, it, someone getting hit by
1: a car or something. Yeah. I think an easy example is probably car accidents, right? Mm-hmm. If you, if I get into an accident with you with you, mm-hmm. and I leave the scene, that's actually a misdemeanor. Leaving the scene of a property damage accident without reporting. Okay. But if I witness you and Bob get in a car accident. Great. <laughs> right. And you guys call the cops mm-hmm. and they're coming to the scene and I'm a witness and I know exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't have a legal obligation to stay. Okay. I should. It's you the right should. thing to do.
0: Yes. Um, well, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, it
1: would be nice. I think that, you know, to um to tell them what happened. Right. It could be helpful if somebody was, was hurt and something wrong was done to them. Or one of the other parties then fled the scene and you've got their license plate. Mm -hmm. It would be nice of you to stay and let the police officer know. But no, you're not required to. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I always thought you were, I guess. But that makes sense. There's no charge for it. You're not really part of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Interesting. And I can't even imagine the resources it would take to figure out who was at the scene and was a witness and go and find them and bring them in and
0: mm-hmm.
1: charge them. You
0: well, know? if it's Karen at Target, I'm sure she would know. <laughs> yeah.
1: She'll find them. Yeah, Karen will find the witness, <laughs> absolutely. Without a doubt. What I loved do how have? this person
0: asked. OK. All right, our last one is mm-hmm. Punched in the Face. The titles. Wow. All right, I was punched in the face by my ex's father on his property. I didn't hit him first or um, retaliate after he hit me. I simply called the cops and left his property until the police arrived on scene. It has now been 20 days since this happened, and I cannot see out of my left eye. The local police department continues to state that this is nothing but harassment and no charges can be filed. Um, is there another way I can press charges, and do I have a credible lawsuit on my hand, hands?
1: Okay. So, no, it's up to the police or the district attorney's office to charge them with a the crime.
0: Is it harassment or is it assault?
1: It would... Are we pretending this is in New York?
0: Yes, yeah, so this is a New York case.
1: Okay. Let's <laughs> um, This would be assault. Okay. Because they were injured. Yeah. Right? If they were punched in the face and they were just annoyed, right, it would be harassment. That okay. would be... A violation it's essentially the same as a traffic mm-hmm. ticket but if I punch you in the eye and you can see out of your eye right you know that's that's an assault okay sure. um, now could they sue them yes yeah. you could um, what you'll get I think is another question
0: okay um,
1: so typically like a homeowner's insurance wouldn't cover an intentional act okay you have insurance for accidents mm-hmm. you know they're not going to insure you in case you decide to attack somebody and blind them right and then they right. agree to pay you know for <laughs> that um, you know that's the easiest way to get money in a civil lawsuit is when you have insurance companies okay. involved right like again car accidents slip and falls mm-hmm. construction accidents um, this kind of situation would be much more difficult
0: okay
1: um. So could you bring a lawsuit? Sure. But I think that, you know, you have to remember there are certain protections, depending on what state you live in, mm-hmm. for certain assets that you can obtain. Right. Um, so So if they're broke, or yeah. they don't have
0: anything to, to
1: take give you. Take right. Up. I mean, you could There's obtain a nothing. judgment against them. But when right. you have a judgment, you know, there are certain laws, depending on what state you're in, of certain things that are, Protected um, a certain amount of equity in your primary home mm-hmm. um, retirement accounts um, You know, and that's where people really have the bulk of their money. Okay. You know, maybe this guy's his ex's father was Bill Gates and uh, or Jeff you Bezos, so. you know, and then you have a different story <laughs> okay. um, But you know, if yes If it's not, it would be difficult. If it's normal,
0: Um, average people, the likelihood of you recouping anything is probably not
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, maybe he has $50,000 in jewelry.
0: Mm -hmm. But legally, you could try.
1: Legally, you could try. You know, I think another good example is O.J. Simpson, again, right? He was sued civilly after Mm -hmm. he was acquitted. He was found liable. And I think... Probably $30 million, something like that. Okay. Um, was awarded against him.
0: Do you know what he was liable for? The murder. The mur- okay. Yes. So, like, actually the murder that he was not Correct. charged or Correct. Sent, like convicted.
1: Convict- he wasn't convicted criminally, right? Yes. Remember, it's a different standard. Right. So the criminal is beyond a reasonable doubt, mm-hmm. and the civil is by preponderance of the evidence. So think of that as more like 51%, right? Mm-hmm. Is it more likely than not that, that he did it? Um, Another
0: question to that, though, would be if you're going to sue, if there's a criminal and civil matter, do Mm -hmm. you sue after the criminal case is completed or at the same time? You don't
1: have to, but you probably should Mm -hmm. because if you get a conviction, you've already proven the act beyond a reasonable doubt, which is a higher standard than the civil. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can do what's called collateral estoppel, which basically says that you can't challenge you were already convicted of it and you can challenge that you didn't do it. Okay. Now you could still probably have a trial over the damages mm-hmm. over what it's worth, but you can be granted basically what's called summary judgment okay. on the actual liability. All right.
0: Um, yeah, I think we've done a couple of those cases.
1: Yeah, well. we have, yeah. Um. You know, I think it was a, a motor vehicle accident um, where they were convicted of driving while intoxicated. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you can use that as evidence to say, you know, they caused the accident and it was their fault. Mm -hmm. Um, I think criminal
0: too, like if something, you know, like, well, not DW, I'm not talking about like car accidents, but if something, I don't know, I think we've had a couple where it's more criminal based and then there's something civil out of it as well. So, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, it won't always apply collateral estoppel, but mm-hmm. you know it has to be the same type of offense, and you know um, they had to be given a fair opportunity to litigate it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but with respect to the judgment against O.J. for the millions, um, based on the law in Florida where he had his home, mm-hmm. that couldn't be recovered really so he wasn't forced to then sell his house to pay them okay um also his pension from the nfl Mm. um they also weren't able to get that as well so again you know that's yeah obviously a very rich guy and there were certain things they weren't able to get the assets you know so it just depends on what state you're in you Mm -hmm. know bankruptcy attorneys would know you know what type of stuff creditors can go after um so by a long way of saying, you're probably not going to get much for uh, for, for this a, guy that was punch punched by guy. his
0: ex's back. Yeah. yeah. Um, At least, yeah. I'm assuming this is just a normal, was, average yes. <laughs> family. Unless so. it
1: was you know, Bill Gates fam- 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 family,
0: family, right. family dispute. Well, All hopefully,
1: right. we uh, helped out some some Reddit users.
0: Yes. Yes. Dramatic, but dramatic. Fun.
1: A so lot of Karens.
0: Fun to read. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, done.